please keep those bells ringing. And uh, I'm going to bring up our LNC candidates. So, oh, it happens. It's live TV. Hey. <laughs> Howdy. What's How's going, it going on, guys? How are you? So we got historian Dave Benner. Uh, we've got the Shawl of Iran, Stephen the Kayla. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we've got... Uh, the Pink Flame of Liberty, Karen Ann Harlos. Oh, we've got Aaron Harris, the host of our podcast, Decentralized Revolution, with us uh, as well. So honestly, guys, I'm going to kind of just give you a little nudge, and I want to let you be the stars of the show here while I go get some water. And uh, basically just let you guys bounce around each other. What is your vision uh, for the Libertarian Party in this in this upcoming uh, regime? You know, what, what are the problems that we're trying to solve, and, and how do you feel about the future of the party? And I'm going to go wet the whistle. I'll be right back. Hey, hey guys, I, I'm going to like uh, watch the comments and stuff like that. Uh, do you want me to, if there's a good question, interject or? Do, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Okay, I'll kind of watch that. But uh, uh, Mike, did you, I just turned my mic on or so I could hear you. Are you going to introduce them, then you're going to bounce? Uh, we already did. We're off. I'm, I'm oh. going to get water. I'll be right back. We're okay, doing it go. live, Aaron. We're doing it oh, live. It's live. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a rookie at this. <laughs> Well, I'm going to, hey, all I want to just apologize for the weak voice right away. Um, for those who don't, don't know, I'm on the tail end of a not mild case of COVID. Um, I, I, I got hit pretty hard, but um, like all the major COVID symptoms are gone, but the COVID fog, the COVID sore throat, the COVID cough is still here. Um, all I can say is, you know, I'm always one of the people who look on the weird bright side of things. Um and, and no offense to you, Stephen Nikayla, on this. In a weird way, getting booted from the LNC has been a blessing in disguise. I always try to look at things that way because no offense <laughs> again to you, Stephen, but I am so glad to be far away from the blast radius of this self-implosion that we are witnessing. I feel bad for the good guys like you, but I know you're 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 keeping the fort, and I really appreciated what you just said on that vote. But if I'm not my usual Energizer mm -hmm. Bunny self, it's it's COVID. Well, it's your, your energy, Karen Ann at COVID is still like 110% of my energy. So, um, totally understand. No worries. Hope you're feeling better. Yeah, I am. And actually where I was going with that is I actually think getting COVID when I did was a blessing in disguise because better, <laughs> better than, than right before Reno. Right. So if mm -hmm. I was going to get super sick, I'm glad it happened a month. And now, now I've got, you know, I've got those, I've got that natural immunity. And I'm grateful for that. You know, I know people think I'm like so weird for looking on the bright side of a lot of things, but I, I actually think. I'm, hang on. I'm sorry. I have to cut thing. I have to cut you off real quick. That was a $777 donation from fucking Scott Horton. Uh, thank you very much, Scott. Right, yeah. um, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I, I just got the water. I, I trust you didn't tell them about like the white nationalist stuff. You know, no, no, yeah, no, no. That's for yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so sorry. Keep going. Don't let me. You guys are the star of the show. Well, I think the let, three. Of let you me can... piggyback. So I just want to say, Region Two is out flanking you guys here because me and Stephen are representing. Stephen's running for at large. I'm front running for Region Two uh, representative, and uh, I can't be more enthusiastic right now than I am. This is the most energized I've ever seen a segment of the party going into a national convention, and I can't wait to be on the same executive committee as you two. Um, I'll just say one of the reasons I decided to run is because I think this LNC has been tepid, feckless, and cowardly in the face of the COVID regime. 
And I see kind of the same thing right now when it goes to ignoring the militarization of Eastern Europe. And we want to just bring a really fierce message that's anti-Fed, anti-war, anti-drug war in a way that hasn't really been brought forward in the last few years. So that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's crazy. It's, um, you know, just I'm running for, for at-large, as you know, and I, it, it's kind of funny to think that I'm, am I technically old guard? Because I feel like I've been in the LNC since I've been in diapers. So you're the establishment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I love the energy. Um, you know, being Florida State Chair, I've seen a lot of the energy from a lot of the Mises guys that have been coming on and gals that have been coming on board. And you know, one of the things we've been in short supply of for a long time is that young, ferocious energy. Uh, and that vitality that we've just been missing for a long time. And to have some fresh bodies to come in, to have that same energy come in, um, it's, it's really nice to see. And, uh, and, and I really am looking forward to the LNC being a force to be reckoned with as far as the messaging, as far as the executive vision, as far as getting libertarians aligned on what we want to accomplish um, and actually having a plan and moving forward on it. And, and uh, that to me is, you know, what, what professional parties do. They energize, they have a plan, and then they attack it. Um, so I, like the, I really like the crew that's coming on. I've met most of the, the slate um, uh, from the Mises Caucus and uh, the guys I know, like Dave, like Karen Ann, um, Todd Hagopian and others, um, just really, really great guys. It's going to be a great team, and it's going to be an awesome, awesome convention. I can't wait to, to see everybody over there. We just got a, uh, a $500 donation from Stefan Kinsella, and uh, right. you know, we're getting donations from heavyweights, and we need to recognize awesome. that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys get the joke, but it's there. Oh, no, I didn't get it, but, you know, Stefan um, has been a very generous contributor to my campaign and and has been a supporter of my show for the longest time, and I'm so, I'm so grateful for him. Um, obviously, like very many other people, he turned me on, on IP. Uh, I don't think the man realizes sometimes the influence that he has. I think sometimes a lot of us don't realize that the influence that we have. But yeah, and a little known trivia fact. So if there's ever like a trivia game, Stefan knows this, but a lot of people don't know. It's one of his articles that pushed me over the edge into anarchism. So he's very special to me. I mean, a lot of people helped me along the way, but his article that's entitled, I'm going to get something. It, it's close. It's close enough for you to Google it. it, it it's something to the effect of the um, uh, moral irrelevance of the impossibility of anarcho libertarianism because the thing that was holding me back was yeah but is this possible and of course now i do believe it is possible but that article is so great on showing at least to me on how ethical positions aren't dependent upon their possibility like we all wish there were no murders is that ever gonna happen probably not but i would hope everyone in this room holds to the position there should be no murder and so um, I owe a great, a great debt, sorry, coughing, um, to um, Stefan. And, and I don't know, Stefan, if you remember this, but like 10 I'm years ago. I'm pretty sure it's Stefan. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure it's Stefan. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> Stefan. Uh, he's, he he's a heavyweight, guys. He is a heavyweight. You got to get it right. It's Stefan. Mr. Kinsella. Uh, I remember this, but like 10 years ago at FIU, you actually – um, like Zoom conferenced into, we had a Young Americans for Liberty meeting, and uh, you gave a whole presentation on IP, which really got my my uh, 
my brain turning on an IP. And I think that's really fantastic. And, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle and libertarianism, and, you know, the Rothbards and the Kinsellas and the Miesians and everybody, it, it's, uh, we are an ideological movement as much as we are a political one. And I think that's what makes the Libertarian Party so special and so dear and near to my heart is that, you know, we, we have this ideology which drives us and which connects us. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's thanks to all the, the, the brainiacs and the intellectuals and the heavyweights. So yeah, thank you. I've got a, Oh, I was going to pull that up. Thank you, Aaron. Um, so we got a audience comment here that I think that's a great question. Cause this is something that I've seen that's honestly scared me on a borderline spiritual level in this whole project is, you know, how many people have we watched join the LNC and become nuts or maybe they're just nuts mm. when they got there or what, but something seems something about it seems to make people nuts. How do you, uh, how do you guys plan to, uh, you know, resist the, the golem? Uh, I can speak on that. And first I'll say join libertarianism at night. Somebody donated five bucks uh, for me to tell tell you guys that. Um, so, so let's talk about LNC corruption and sort of people going, going crazy on the LNC. Um, yeah, let's start with corruption. I mean, you know, you guys saw what happened with JBH and the whole New Hampshire thing and this and that. I mean, that, my, that was outright corruption. There's no if, ends, or buts about it. That was awful. And anybody who can defend that, I, I don't really don't know what to say. Um, really, it comes down to picking your people, picking who we, we work with, and holding them accountable also once they're in position. Um, as far as people going crazy and going off the rails, you know, politics is very, it can be very intense at times. And I think people have this, this propensity to get emotional. And then what they do is they get into these fights and they put their pride on the line and then they have to defend their prime. So it just, it just spirals. And I think it's very objective to be, when you're in politics, is to, to not only be objective, but to look at other people like a mineralogist looks at a rock and just say, oh, hmm. That's interesting. That's the way that person is. That's the way the situation is. And, and to be grounded when going into very emotional situations like we've had this morning or yesterday with this, the current vote in the LNC is how do you approach something objectively and not let mob mentality or group emotions, group think, drag you in a certain direction because the emotions are contagious. So I think that's one really important, you know, thing to do is not give into, you know, the mob or or, or emotion, but to be based on principles. Uh, and as far as LNC corruption, uh, communication, you know, to, to make sure to see what people are doing, what's going, hey, why are you doing that? Is that is it corruption or is it just, you know, somebody acting really silly and stupid and flying by the seat of their pants, which can look like corruption, but but sometimes it's just, it's just you know, lack of expertise. But sometimes it's corruption and it comes down to, you know, uh, electing the right folks, so. To, to me, it's also to embrace transparency. I know one thing that Karen Ann yes. Harlos is big on, and I totally agree with her on this, is the abuse of the secretive LNC business list. The bylaws are very specific about which items can be discussed on that list, and I don't want any more abuses of that, uh, using it to discuss things that aren't relevant, that should be out in the open to... Um, that main LNC business list, things like that. We really need to embrace transparency, argue with each other in good faith or debate intra-party matters in good faith and really hold each other accountable. There's, um, I, I obviously have a little bit to say about this. Um, 
it's another one of those weird blessing in disguise situations that, you know, where I try to look on the bright side of things, where I tell people, don't be discouraged that you know about all of this corruption on the LNC, because in the two old parties, you'd never hear about it. So the fact that the general party member knows this is going on, I actually think is a sign that we're still worth fighting for. Um, and I know that, that that may sound really weird. I am also really weirdly grateful for the opportunity to be removed for standing up for what was right. Because here's the thing. None of us know what we're going to do when push comes to shove when something's really going to cost you something. So I'm glad I passed that test. But you have to then, you can't be backward looking. You know, there's only so long we can sit here and go, oh, this past LNC was so terrible. The the minute this convention is over, we need to forget about this past LNC. Um, and I do think a very genuine concern members have, and if they don't have it, they should have it. It's legitimate, is how do you transition from, oh my God, this past LNC was so terrible to becoming a functioning body again. And I, I think one of that, well, the main way is what Dave said, and it is through transparency and allowing members a voice, even when they say things you don't like. There had been, and this was cultivated by JBH, because um, he scolded me for this in front of everybody, by the way, uh, this, I can't, there's so, he actually said something to the, Stephen, you may remember this. He said something, there are actually people on this body who said that they are on this body in order to protect the party from us. And yep, I'm one of those people. And he was like, that's a terrible attitude to have. Really? Well, I just understand how power is and power corrupts. And yes, I do believe that all of us should be on this body, not just to serve the body, but to Thank also you, protect the body from our own very human propensity to allow even the tiniest bit of power to corrupt us. It so, can happen to anybody and even the tiniest bit of power. The joke is the amount of infighting is direct, is inversely proportional to the amount of power there actually is. And I think we need to start having things like, we started this in Colorado, quarterly town halls, where we let members come and say what they want. We'll like what some of them say. We will not like what one of them say. And when the LNC gets criticized, rather than circling the wagons, which is the culture that JBH put into this LNC, we need to step back and go, well, maybe there's something there. It was before there. him. It was before well, him. Well, <laughs> he openly, though, Stephen will know if he thinks back to the very beginning of the term. And we, we have to realize that when we criticize each other, that we're doing it out of love for the party to not take it personally and act like somebody ran over our dog. Um, Stephen and I have gotten into arguments, but I mean, some serious like drag, but we've never doubted that each other loved the party. And we've never doubted that we loved each other. We might not like each other at that particular moment, but we've never ever, you know, made it personal and something went wrong. Something got very 
dysfunctional along the way with this LNC, where a certain portion started taking criticism personally. And you can't be in politics and at the highest level of the third largest political party if you can't separate out your person from somebody who might be criticizing your view or your job performance. Um, so I think openness and discussion um, and being willing to be criticized without, you know, again, acting like somebody ran over, over your dog um, is what's going to take us forward. And we need to, because there's going to be people who are going to be very unhappy after Reno, because their side didn't win, just like we would be unhappy if our side didn't win. We really don't know what's going to happen, but I think the writing's pretty much on the wall, if we're going to be honest. And I think it's very important to us to listen to those people and not be sore winners. Uh, Karen is absolutely right. I mean, communication is key. And that's why, you know, in the Libertarian Party of Florida, what we started doing when I became chair what, a couple Three, three years ago. Um, every Sunday, I like to say that every Sunday is for the Lord and the LP, because every Sunday at 7.30, we have a meeting. And it's either a meeting of the executive committee, a meeting of the officers, a general membership meeting, or a meeting with our the chairs of our committees. And because we have that constant communication, you know, if there's something we want to say, if there's something we want to get off our chest, if there's something we want to work on, we have the opportunity then to do so. So it's really important for the next LNC when they go in, and something I think this LNC and the last LNC is, and maybe even further back LNCs are all guilty of, is the lack of communication, goal setting, alignment, um, and execution. Because if you're working in a team, you want to get everybody on the same page. You want to make sure everybody's aligned on the goals. You want to make sure you have metrics to achieve those goals, and you want to execute. Um, and so it's it's so important that everybody feels. You know, whatever ends up happening after Reno, that the party as a whole has goals and we're aligned on these things and that, you know, everybody feels included in some way and, and has a way to participate because even though if, if they don't like me or like Karen or like Dave or like whoever, at least they like what we're doing. And that's what drives a party forward. It drives a political movement forward. Um, and I think with all the energy we have going into this year, all the new bodies, all the delegates, all the people on the state affiliates, there's just so much energy that it's going to be the LNC's job to drive that at a national level into being something productive. And we don't want to lose that energy, um, you know, just just not utilizing it or wasting it. If, if it's cool with you guys, I want to jump in with one comment on this whole yeah. like, pushing back corruption thing. I'm going to say something that might go against the grain a little bit. You know, we, we, we talk about principles and being principled. And, you know, we're a political party based on libertarian principles. That is really, really important that we stick to those core principles, that we embody those core principles, and we put that out there. But there is one thing that is more important than principles, and that's character. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, if you look at the, like, if you go off of, like, say, the Lord of the Rings, for example, you know, Sam wasn't able to resist the ring because he was a, a, a really good libertarian. Uh, that's that's not that's not the thing that 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 kept him from doing it. It's it's the characteristics of what made him a hobbit. It's he's humble. Uh, he's he's um, you know he he's got a value system. Those are the things. Character is is the real value there. So we're looking to not just re radicalize the party, although we are. We're trying to raise the character of the party because that's the example we have to give the rest of the world in order to make our ideas palatable and believable. 
And I want to say one thing for those listening and everybody here that's, you know, in the caucus and the party or doing something out in, in your locality, running for office, et cetera. Um, and I'm sorry about the background noise. If I get some background noise, I'll try to mute myself. Um, which is, you know, this idea that power corrupts. Absolutely. I disagree with. I actually think that in reality, everyone is seeking power. We just need to be intentional about doing so. Or in other words, Everybody, I don't care who you are, seeks power at some fundamental human base level. What's important to me is that the right people are the ones looking to gain power. Um, you've probably seen it in my tagline. It's in Latin, impotentes defender libertatum non tassan. Those without power cannot defend freedom. And that's why it's so important for the righteous to stand up and be the ones to actually take power because that power is going to attract something. And a lot of times that power, you know, is going to attract the, the wrong type of people that are mediocre, that have just t terrible character and bad personalities. And they like to build walls around themselves and only surround themselves with yes men. And then they're disconnected from the people on the ground. And then you have a complete disconnect. And in a political movement, it's so vital that the leadership is in a sense, righteous in a sense um, has power, but, respectable authority and so uh, I, I would encourage everyone who's you know looking to how to get involved that is of good character to start seeking leadership positions to start seeking local office to you know start building your teams uh, based upon that idea that power can be a good thing um as as long as it's in the right hands all right guys we got Four minutes left, so I want to give you guys each the opportunity to give a closing statement. Dave, I definitely, in your closing statement, want you to mention the book you're writing. <laughs> well, thanks, Michael. I'm not here for that, but I am. I have finished on a book on Thomas Paine called Thomas Paine, A Lifetime of Radicalism, and that will be out around Thanksgiving. Thanks for plugging that, but uh, I really am interested in what is the future will hold for the LP. And it'll be with all four of you in some way, three of you on the executive committee and one of you working in the leadership of the caucus. And I just, I can't state how driven that I feel knowing that the best messengers in the movement are behind us. The heroic Tom Woods, the colossal Dave Smith, that's an incredible messenger. The foremost foreign policy expert, Scott Horton. Michael Rechtenwald, Jeff Dice, the list goes on. It really drives me to continue my work and to know that, you know, what we're bringing to the table is worthy and it's valuable. And I want to share that with all of you. If you're going to Reno in Region 2, please consider voting for me. Reach out to me. I'll hear you out. Even if you don't agree with me on uh, various ways I vote on the LNC, I will hear you out. So uh, thanks for having us and let and the Reno reset commence. Before, before the other two go, I just want to give the audience one little factoid that I think is interesting is this hyper white pill version of Dave Benner. Uh, he's been our, one of our organizers in Tennessee for a while. And I remember when we first got started, he was very a little trepid. A little, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't, I don't know if this. And now it's like, and, and you know, he's, I mean, it's it's beaming off of him, the white pillness. So, Better <laughs> pastures. Yeah, greener pastures now, Michael. <laughs> awesome. Go ahead, guys. Uh, Steve, you're up. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. So just uh, a quick uh, little bit about me. I, you know, I just want to say that I've been, I've been on the LNC for about six years now serving side by side. I think Karen Ann's been as long, on as long as me, uh, Florida state chair, uh, businessman. I run uh, whatever, about 11 or 12 now restaurants from, from fast food to full service. Um, been doing this stuff for a long time and uh, I look forward to your support in Reno. 
Uh, I look forward to serving side by side with, uh, with, with these fine folks and, and, and a future that we're going to have together to, to put the party in, in a, a more forward, positive, uh, more uh, uh, authentic and uh, a more uh, um, just a better direction. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. I'm really excited. And uh, I want to thank you all for being on the show tonight. Donate, help get delegates out to Reno and uh, be a part of the Reno Reset. Thank you. And then Den Mother Harlos. Oh, boy, the amount of trouble that joke got me into. It's unreal. There's almost an unbroken line on that 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 led that led to my removal. I'm going to just blame you guys. Um, I, I want to refocus because a lot of people have said, you know, you it's, it's so easy to um, to grow into the role of the perpetually aggrieved martyr. And how are you going to, you know, move past that very easily? It's very tiring being the perpetually lathered up martyr. Um, what my vision is and what my hope is, is to get back to my first love, why I ran, one of the reasons I ran up for the LNC to begin with, one obviously is to protect members and affiliates, but the other is party education and party history. And um, I just had an interview with uh, Reason Magazine the other day, and it reminded me of what I used to love about being in leadership, because Brian Dougherty was just asking me, hey, how does the platform vote work? And what are the bylaws on that? And what's the procedure? And I know most people would rather gnaw their own foot out of a bear trap than like talk about that sort of thing. But we need all different kinds in this party. And that's the stuff I love. I want to get back to teaching the average party member how to be a productive member of this party, how the bylaws work, how to protect their rights, you know, the basics of Roberts. And, you know, and I do think that is a basic function of the secretarial. I kind of view us as the party librarian. Um, very, very boring. And I look forward to being boring again. Make Karen Ann boring again. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Uh, you know, it's been a privilege to support you guys. Can't wait for the party under your guys' leadership. And, uh, you know, we're, there is a lot to look forward to. I know out in the world, the news is getting dark, but it's always darkest before dawn. And, and, you know, we can make the party that dawn and we need to, we really need to. So like, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Long live the Mises caucus and see y'all in Reno. Yes. Thank and thank you. you. And thank you Mises caucus members for all the support you'd given me even before I was a member. Um, to me, that speaks to the character issue. And that's why I joined. I, that's, I joined. You guys had character and you had my back when I was being done wrong. And I'll never forget that. Open door, Wayne spotted. Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I, I can talk to you all night, but we got Michael Rechtenwald in the, in the back end here, so I'm gonna remove you. But I will see you all in Reno.